Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Volume. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Inside Garage podcast. I'm Kyle Hamilton, along with KJ Wallace, Connor Adigan, and Cam Hart. Um, so today we are very much so outside of the garage. We are actually on the far side of the country. We're out here in LA with a very special guest today, Mr. Colin Coward, probably the, the head of the volume family tree. Yes, and our weather is way better than South So how are things going out here? How's things are good, the volume's good. This is, uh, as you know, because you're training out here, do not believe conservative news outlets. <laughs> California's nice all the time. Um, no, it's just a nice place to live and uh, things are good, happy. You know, as you get older, you worry about your health and that's good. No, you guys should be excited. You guys, your life's about to change radically. Mm-hmm. So do you have your agent? I do have my agent. I'm with Athletes First. Yes. Yeah. And what's he telling you? Where are you going to get drafted? That's the question that I've gotten from 100 people, and I don't know the answer to yet. Anywhere, any part of the country you'd like to go to? That's another question. I genuinely don't have a don't have a place where I'm like, I, this is where I want to go. Like, really anywhere in the country, any team, preferably the highest. But um, there's not one specific team where I'm like, this is where I want to be. It's hard to pick and choose at this point because it's a blessing either way. So I'm just riding out the process. So it falls out. there's a certain alliteration with KJ, Cam, Kyle, and Connor. Was that an accident? <laughs> that was no, pretty honestly, much an accident. No. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> pretty much because there's actually um, two more, Kendall and uh, Kyron, and it was all K's and C's. And then there was the outcaster, Isaiah Rutherford, who um, actually ended up going to Arizona. But yeah. Yeah, we we're all like a big group. Did you guys know... Was Notre Dame easy for you, Cam? Easy as in? This is where I want to go. Hmm, that's an interesting guy. I think once I got there and understood what I, like what Notre Dame entailed, it became easier. But freshman year, getting used to the strict schedule, the academic rigor, I think that was probably the most challenging part, honestly, of my life. We talked about this actually earlier because it's kind of interesting that like in Kyle's position, and you can speak on this, um, it's like we 
have this really strict schedule for three to four years. And then when we come out of it and only half of our day is as busy as it was at Notre Dame, it almost seems that other half of the day we feel very unproductive and feel like we're doing something wrong with our lives, which is really like a weird dynamic, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Notre Dame prepares you for life. Yeah. Like a lot of these schools are just, it's a tarmac and then you're, you take off for the pros, but Notre Dame feels it's the beginning of your life. It's a real life experience because that's what's going to happen when you're a pro. You're going to have business. You're going to have a family. Mm-hmm. Time efficiency for me is everything in my life now. Yeah. Everything is show, wife. I got six kids. Mm. Businesses, travel, wife, want a social life. So that efficiency thing, yeah. it doesn't go away. Because like, yeah. if you really think about it, I joke about this all the time. You have 24 hours. I'm not a big sleeper. You sleep six and a half, seven. And then, you know, let's say I eat for an hour. I work out for an hour. I chill for 90 minutes. Work is whatever it is. You still have like five hours. Yeah. But it's amazing. You can sit on that phone and you look up and you're like, I'm on the phone for like two hours. Yeah, yeah. The phone's really a distraction. If you're not good with time efficiency, you're going to get eaten alive. Mm-hmm. And I think our age group, we're like, more so the 13, 14, 15 year olds now, but I think our age group grew up in like Instagram and the Twitter. So it's so much more part of us than it probably is to you at this point. And I feel like having that just like there, like I can just be sitting, I can't like sit in silence without just checking my phone. It's like tough as at certain points in time. And when I have that like extra four, three hours of nothingness, it's like, stuck to my phone it sucks (laughs) i totally get it i feel like one thing that i definitely take for granted notre dame and maybe you guys do too but like the way it prepares you to communicate with people like people of all races like genders and parts of the world like and the profession we hope to go in that i'm going into football it's all about communication but with people who came from wherever so i think notre dame has whether that be talking to your football team, talking to a regular student who's living in the dorm room right across from you, who you may not know what might have a big influence on your life later. I think Notre Dame helps you not take for granted the people around you and how much influence they may be able to have on your life. Do you, do you ever think, like, there are other college football programs where, forget just academically, a lot of these kids couldn't fit, they couldn't handle yeah, their things. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, sometimes you think to yourself, you know, our standard here is, you know, and I think everybody understands it. Like the standard in Notre Dame is hard. Yeah. Stanford's the same thing. Like yeah. it's hard. Yeah. And between, for me, it was between Georgia and Notre Dame, obviously night and day in terms of culture. Um, but like what you just said, like you're going to sacrifice some stuff going to Indy. Obviously Georgia's a little warmer. Notre Dame's, like I said, like very humbling. And it's like, you're going to get stuff out of that. And you kind of have to see past the four years to really encapsulate like everything that you're about to get into and i think if you believe in that when you get there you'll do very well whether that be football or engineering or medical field whatever you want to do and i think every that's why a lot of people from notre dame is successful i think everyone that goes to notre dame as an athlete has that what kyle just said like the aspect of i know sports is not gonna last forever like be playing sports not gonna last forever and so and everyone kind of shares that same value and so everyone's kind of united by that the culture is built around like people that obviously are like incredibly talented, but have that extra like aspect to them. And I know that I can do more than just sports. I think that's, I mean, we've all, we talk about this a lot, like a very cool part of the school. It kind of adds to how I guess slept on 
the social life. Like how, because in essence, the social life can be very challenging because you're around a whole bunch of people who have the same mindset and you as a coming in freshman, you probably don't have that developed mindset at the time. You probably just think, oh, I'm going to Notre Dame, big school, great football, great academics, but you don't really understand what that means. So when you get into that, it can sometimes be challenging to navigate your way through this like social life yeah, and meet, meeting people yeah. and like networking and this, I personally feel like it's a small school, it's only 8,000, 9,000 undergrads. So everyone there has the same mindset that, I don't even know how to describe it, but everyone there has the same mindset and you as an incoming freshman, it can be challenging. That's why I think it, that freshman year, just getting used to that school and football, it was like crazy. You, it's interesting, generationally, you had Brian Kelly, who's a very old school. Then you have Marcus Freeman, who feels like to me like an old player. Like he's yeah. almost just stopped playing. <clears throat> they probably have different choices in music and lifestyle and culturally they've grown up differently. Like, can you tell instantly, like the minute Marcus was around the building, I mean, he was always around the building, but like, I look at it and I think, you know, my staff would immediately know if I was replaced by somebody that was 38 from me because of sort of the discussions I have with my staff. Did you know instantly that Marcus is the coach, that it just feel different? Yeah, I, yeah. I knew from the first, <laughs> even before he was head, co head coach, when he was the coordinator, like our, our first uh, defensive team meeting, he's like, and this would never happen at Notre Dame, at least when I was there. Um, our first team meeting, he's like blasting like uh, rapper Little Baby. It's the first thing that came it, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, it's like a whole different like vibrant vibe around this dude, which I think adds like a great aspect to it. Sure. I think he brought like a level of excitement to come to right. coming to the group every day. Like, um, and this is not saying anything was worse or better right. or anything like that, but you know, sometimes like going to class, going to practice, going to doing everything, camp, things like that, like and get mundane. And I do the same thing every day. But like I felt like Coach Freeman, what he did just kinda he found ways to bring excitement to everyday things. And I felt like that kind of really helped people, you know, say, get excited to do the job, do the job better and really keep coming back. Well, Notre system. Dame's intense. If you add Brian's intensity to intense, like you could, there's an mm -hmm. argument to be made that Marcus was perfect. Mm -hmm. Like you, you, you just, he's a little softer yeah. and I like Brian, but it, Notre Dame asks a lot of you. And yeah. so there is that balance, mm -hmm. you know, like out here in California, it's looser. Mm -hmm. You probably need a stronger coach, mm -hmm. a, a little, you know, because there's a lot to do out here. You can get in trouble out here really easily. And so you probably need somebody that's a little more, you know, Clay Helton at USC was seen as too nice and too loose. And the program got loose because it's really easy to get distracted. Here. Interesting. I never thought about that. Like, I always think like great coaches is going to go to a great school and that's a great fit and that's what it is. But I never thought about like demographically how that coach may fit. Oh, fits everything. I think it's, you know, through the years I've noticed this, but you know, the South, the Southern culture is different than the West culture. Like we have pro sports out here, yeah, yeah. like it's Los Angeles. I got two NBA, we got baseball. Um, Lincoln Riley's perfect for USC. Mm. He's offensive, he's progressive, he's smart. He's not a barker. You can put him in a room with our mayor, pretty family, you know, like he just is like a dude. Mm. It, 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 there's nothing against other coaches, but if you took a 68 year old kind of Southern coach and put him in LA, it just wouldn't feel yeah, right. Yeah. Save him when I'm working. That's right. It just wouldn't feel like he's a little uncomfortable, he's yeah. a little intense. Mm -hmm. You know, I was telling you before the, uh, we turned this thing on, people don't honk their horn in LA. Mm -hmm. Then we have, it's the second biggest county in the country. We have 10 million people in LA County. 
and there's a lot of people on the road. It should just be honking all day. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. It's just chill. People here are just laid back. You know, everybody's, there's no hurry. Oh, there's never no hurry. I want to give uh, Coach Kelly some credit, though, because I feel like if there was one person from around the country that is not a West Coast guy that can make it work, it would be him. I think it's because he does so well at, like, adapting people around him to his ideologies and, like, what he's really preaching that, and, like, there's two ways to do it. Like, Coach Kelly was hard on us and made us walk a straight line. And you're going to do this, that, and the third. You're going to finish all this stuff. But it's successful. It has results. Oh, it works every time. Where, as Coach Freeman, on the other hand, you also have to walk a straight line. Don't get me wrong. But it's a little more loose, a little more fun. But, like, there's can be downsides to both of them. Maybe on this side, on Coach Kelly's side, guys can get a little stressed out. Guys can kind of overplay the moment that they're in everything is a lot more important than you think it is um and then the treatment side guys can get maybe a little too loose a little unfocused stuff like that so i think they both offer great things and i think that coach kelly i think he'll do well at lsu honestly. also why i think he'll do well yeah he'll do well. um everybody's bragging on him now because he's just an easy target but <laughs> i think he'll do perfectly i don't like his dancing but you know he can coach <laughs> what i saw he would have not a million years we have done that at notre dame I'm like, oh, when no. I see that, I'm like, Coach Kelly is so smart. He's like, he, he knows, knows exactly what he he's doing. Yeah. He, Coach Kelly, he probably goes home and knows he's getting laughed at. But he can be funny. He's a, yeah. You, yeah. I know that he can be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. That doesn't fit his character. But it makes sense that he does that because, I mean, that's the environment that he's in. And that's the, like, he's getting what he wants. And he's very meticulous about it. And it's funny to me because... I, I guess a lot of people don't know Coach Kelly personally, and we understand it. And it's like, yeah, we, we know that. Coach Kelly, and we know exactly what he's doing, and it's so yeah. it's hilarious. And it's, we used to joke about it. It's like, if he ran for mayor of South Bend, he would win at landslide. If he <laughs> ran for governor of Indiana, he could probably compete for that. It's just like, when he gets in a room in front of people, like in our team meetings, like the way he goes about his speeches, it's like you're like locked in the whole time. It's really well done. He gets the message across really well. And... He does a great job motivating you on a day-to-day basis. And I think that's he's going to have success for that. It's like system so, like, down pat. I mean, he's at Notre Dame for 12 years, right? Like, with all these different teams and all these different players, and it's just like, at some point, you have to think about, like, okay, maybe it's, it's the common denominator, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I think it'll be very interesting to see how that translates to a different team, right? Because he's at Notre Dame for so long. So I'm interested to see how that goes at LSU. I think he'll do great. Um, once he gets his system implemented, it's very it, like you win a lot with Coach Kelly. Yeah. I mean, the proofs in the pudding. Like you see, their recruiting classes up there. Oh yeah, and Marcus's by the way is yeah. crushing. Yeah. Yeah. Marcus's classes. Yeah. Marcus is going to be a great recruiter and a great fit. Yeah. You just you can just tell. Yeah. We brought him on three or four days after he had it. He just lights up the TV camera. Mm-hmm. He just he is just a dude. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a weird question, but I think about this all the time. So what I remember being a high school athlete, I love the bus rides home after a win. Mm-hmm. What was the best flight home? What win at Notre Dame? And you got on that flight and you're like, man, no school tomorrow. We just beat blank. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't really think of one because we're so tired on that plane, especially coming from like a Florida State game where you get on the plane at 1 a.m. and you're getting back to your room at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. It's just like everybody's excited, but at the same time it's like, I'm tired as hell. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. I mean, the Stamper, the Stamper one was nice because, like, you kind of understood 
This is the end of our season. Yes. Yeah, season, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, that, was that was a day game too, wasn't it? Or was uh, it a night game? No, it was a night game. And we had to deal with the time change, the time difference too. So, I mean, yeah. but like at the same time, we kind of were like, all right, we worked, we did all this work. We finally, this is what we're showing for our work. Like, it was kind of nice to just debrief for a little bit. And it was like, all right, let's get ready right for this bowl game. But um, yeah. off the top of my head, that's all I could think of. Yeah. Yeah, we're always tired. Kim, I was thinking about you because you're, you're moving on. So the, the, the name image likeness is fascinating to me. So I don't have a problem with the transfer portal. I do think you should have some in-season integrity. Like I think yeah, Labor 100%. Day yeah. to December 15th, you can't move around to your rival because you didn't play. Yeah. But otherwise, no, move. I don't have an, a problem with name, image, likeness, although I don't like using it for high schoolers. I'd rather pay the guys. I, there should be a rule that you have to pay the current players. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to just go buy a high schooler. That's not the intention. Mm -hmm. well, but I think about this. I'll start with you. This really jumps out to me. Is if I grew up, you know, and most college football players are from rich, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. middle class, maybe, uh, for a lot. And I think, you know, the SEC's got more money. Mm -hmm. They're just going to gonna be able to just buy kids. Texas A&M. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, but, like, if I was a quarterback, I would think of, like, Lincoln Riley. I'd be like, that, that's a good fit. Yeah. And there's he's not the only one, right? Uh -huh. But Lane Kiffin, you're like, if I was a quarterback, that's a good guy to go to. Yeah. Sark at Texas. Mm -hmm. Like, he, that's his thing. Mm -hmm. Another school comes up. And just says, "Here's three million dollars." Yeah. And I look at it and I think to myself, "Man, there's going to be, there's going to be some kids that hurt their development." Hundred percent. You think about that too? Yeah, and I think it, at a point you have to say, "What is three million dollars now compared to if this coach who I really believe in can develop me and move me up from a third round pick to a first round, high first round? That's fifteen million dollars right there." Oh yeah. So it's really an investment, and I'm sure they'll still get some nil money. But like they're just it's just show money to put in their face so they can come to school there. Do you think kids will resent it if somebody got like quarterback gets three million, nobody else gets big money? See that's well, the, how's that gonna work? That's the big buzz around it. And I think a lot of people who aren't in the locker room are thinking that. But honestly, I don't think I mean, in our locker room we don't have anyone that's making that crazy amount of money. We don't have I don't know, like a Caleb Williams in our locker room, but I don't think that's actually going on. For some reason, I just feel like everyone's happy for everyone. Like, if you aren't getting yours, it makes you work harder. And if you are, I mean, I, I just feel like everyone's just happy. Like, we have the opportunity to get money. We have the opportunity to get what college football has wanted for so long. So I, I think. Like, I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we might have like a biased outlook on that because of like how close our locker room's always been. Mm. I'm not. I'm getting ready to go into a new situation. I'm not sure how it's going to be. It, it could be the same. It could be different. But I, I personally feel like I could see how some people could see a guy on your team making this kind of money, or maybe not even a guy that's on. Maybe a guy that came in the program and got good and started making that kind of money. Then it's like, all right, of course, and we're happy for him. Like he worked for this. this is it. But like a guy that just came in because of the money, and then I can see how people kind of would get. Yeah, I, I can. Yeah, I can see that. Like, what do you think about the? Uh, I want to recruit Travis Hunter, who's going decommitted from what Florida State. Yeah, and now he's going to Jackson, Jackson State. State. The way I look at it is, let's say my son was some star athlete. Um, I would think about the school first because coaches matter. Coach would matter. School first. What I worry about that is, if you're the best corner in the country. 
I want you going to a school that you're facing NFL receipt. Like you're going to yeah. be pushed. That's right. going to hurt you. You start going, you know, I went to Eastern Washington. I love Cooper Cup and his story. But would he have even benefited more? Because you can certainly come out of these small schools. Half mm-hmm. the NFL is undrafted. Yeah. yeah. But would it advance you if you have a better coach and uh, you have better, you're a cornerback, you have better receivers. Uh, by the way, you may not be the best in Georgia. You can be a five-star corner and the three-star kid yeah. is better. Yeah. So, like, I worry about, like, are you really challenging yourself? Are you sure every day at practice you're going up against the guy that's your equal? Like in Notre Dame, you know, you're facing NFL players. If you're a linebacker. There's a guard pulling. That's an NFL guard. Yeah. So that part of me thinks, man. But I also think great's great. You know, they'll like, find you. They, yeah. They'll find you. There are, yeah. I mean, there are no sleepers. Like if mm. you're good, Joe Flacco went to Delaware. Colin Kaepernick went to Nevada. I mean, yeah. Big Ben, Miami of Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you start looking at where all these college quarterbacks went, like at one point Cal had four guys in the NFL and USC didn't have any. Mm. Right. Yeah. So like you would think it would be linear. You'd think you were a five-star quarterback. You go to Notre Dame, USC, Alabama, Ohio State, then you go to the pros. Joe Burrow had to transfer. Kyler had to transfer. Yeah. I mean, Brady was a six-round pick. Mm-hmm. Russell, a third. Yeah. I mean, Dak, was he third or fourth? So, again, if you're just sturdy and, and smart and you work hard, they'll find you. Honestly. Cause, I mean, think about Cooper Cup. Like, small school, smaller school, and now, what did he surpass Jerry Rice? And what's that? What's that? Triple crown. Surpassed everybody. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Sing, sing, Single-season record. So, it's kind of interesting because um, I think we go into situations like – as high school athletes, we go into this recruiting process, like what school is gonna give me the, like, I, I guess a lot of people, not me personally, what, what school is gonna give me the best football platform to propel me to the league as fast as I can. And sometimes that school isn't the best fit for you. And it doesn't work out for a lot of kids that way. And that's just like an interesting dynamic. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know. But I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 Podcast. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay. Authenticity. Guarantee. You'll feel it. Because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. Maybe it's that head-turning pair for hooping or a hot new collab. Whatever you're after, when you cop on eBay, you can trust that your kicks will be checked by experts, not just any expert, sneaker experts who live and breathe the culture. Real people with real hands-on authentication experience. That's when Blue Checkmark represents on our listing. eBay authenticity guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sole, logo is verified authentic through a detail inspection so when you finally step into those grill kicks you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other and with ebay authenticity guarantee the feeling of real is always within reach ensure your next purchase is the real deal visit ebay.com for terms well, the thing that's always been fascinating about notre dame i remember when rich rodriguez got the michigan job and people said that he didn't fit michigan the accent mm. and i think to myself well that's an adult what about kids like i think sometimes the media forgets that, um, let's say you're a young athlete and um, your brother has a learning disability and so you're really close with your brother. Like you really, you have a relationship with your brother. And you know, your mom and dad have split up and, and your mom needs help. You may be better off going to Troy and it's better for your family, it's better for your, uh, it, it makes you feel better, you socially fit better than going north to Penn State. There is no right answer. I played a lot right. of kids go through the high school process and and it's a little harder to it's even harder today than it was for us because of like social media tiktok instagram like 24 7 ratings all these things like kids aren't being honest with themselves and where they want to go to school and they choose names or or names that people put in their heads because of the fact that other people are influencing us calvin johnson told yeah. me mm-hmm. he's the best college receiver i've ever seen mm-hmm. really Oh, he was insane. He and Randy Moss. Insane. He went to Georgia Tech. He was from Atlanta. He was like, I just want to be home. He goes, I thought it was cool engineering. I wanted to play in Atlanta. I was like, yeah, it's a good decision. Yeah. They, they ran an offense that was like triple triple the worst offense yeah. for him. People will find you. And I just think, you know, I look at my life and I think it, it, I went to a school that I could, small town, Cheney, Washington, it was just perfect for me. I came from a small town. I couldn't have handled St. John's in New York, USC. I would have just been overwhelmed by it. So, dream school? University of Washington in Seattle. Um, but they didn't have you know broadcasting. Uh, at Eastern, I could kind of take over the department. It was one of those schools where if you were ambitious, it was yours. So it worked out for me. And I, I don't know what would have happened had I gone elsewhere, but um, all the crap. Although you never admit it in the moment, it's so good for you. All the hard stuff. Like Notre Dame, it's hard. Mm. But I, I got to tell you something. I always tell people I have all the necessary things needed to be successful. Divorced, broke, you know, <laughs> <laughs> when I was young, <laughs> doubted by everybody. Like I checked all the boxes of somebody who wanted to have a yeah. career. Everybody doubted me. And it's like, there's no grudges. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I watched Kanye's documentary there. I need to watch that. Oh, it's fantastic. Dude, he is going. Don't spoil it. You're going to see something in that. But there's one moment. everything in his life. He's so ambitious. He's really talented. He's just 
It made me so angry. He's walking into these music offices and he's putting a tape in, like a beat. He's talking about And he's doing his thing and I'm sitting there going, would you listen to him? He's good. I don't even know music. And I'm like, that's good. And they wouldn't listen to him. And they would go to the other office and I'm like, they're laughing. nobody gave him respect. And I'm like, Steve Nash went to Santa Clara. Steph Curry went to Davidson. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think that doubt, all these NFL quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers Junior College. Yeah. I don't think it's a negative. And they weren't even coming to see him. They just did you hear that story? They were coming to That's see right. somebody else and they just saw him <laughs> Cal saw him throwing the football and they're like, oh. Who's that? <laughs> and that. Cal offered him. Really? Yeah. So I, I tell my kids all the time, your first job will never be your best. Critics are your friend. It just the difference between all of us really is toughness. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Kobe Bryant's build, it looks like, you know, he's 6'6". He had to dunk with two hands. He, he didn't have, like, Michael's hand lane. He was quick. But he didn't jump like Dominique. Yeah. He didn't have Michael's hands. Kobe just wanted it more. I remember going mm. to a Laker practice, like, years and years ago. He was absurdly competitive. It, forget practice. Shooting free throw to wrap it up. He wouldn't mm. leave. Like, if you played horse and you beat him, he wouldn't leave. He had to beat you. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not saying Kobe didn't have some genetic advantages, but you start looking around, like Shaq was literally different, right? Like, yeah. yeah. You know, there's certain people, like Adrian Peterson at a high school, you're like, how old is he? Yeah, yeah. there's a few yeah. years. Like, 38, you're like yeah. Jim Brown. But I mean, most of it's just here. Like, how bad do you want it? Oh, I kind of want to touch on you in a sense in that, in that area, kind of like, because Growing up, for me, my perspective, like Sports Nation was like, yes. I used to get up 7.30 morning waiting for the school bus and watch Sports Nation, or like watch the Sports Nation I recorded from last, yesterday afternoon. Yeah. And loved you and Michelle Beadle. Yeah. That was like my favorite show to watch. And um, I voted, went online, voted on all the stuff, <laughs> yeah. went on the website, voted on favorite, whatever what the question was. But like, obviously at that point, that was kind of like, I feel like a turning point for you, like going out to Fox stuff and now with the volume, but like up until that point, you obviously crossed the like crossroads, like ran into some conflict, ran into yeah. an issue in your life where, do you have an example where you like, or what you thought to get through it? Like, this is a decision I have to make, not an easy decision, but this is what's best for me and like show well, toughness in that sense. I'm always, I'm, my belief is I want to be the best me. So I did Sports Nation because I did a radio show, it was popular. And the network came to me and they said, we want to do a show with you. And I said, I just don't want it to be like every other show. I said, put me next to a woman mm -hmm. who's funny. Give me a staff that's young and funny and let's just make it happen. Mm -hmm. And it took like six to eight months to build it. And then after I did it uh, uh, for a couple of years, it was like, okay, that was good. And it was exhausting because I was doing two shows a day. But I was just thinking there's going to be, because it was clearly built for younger people. And I, I, I remember thinking, okay, I'm getting in my 40s. Mm -hmm. How do I connect with 17-year-old kids? And I'm like, the show was goofy and funny. So I thought, there's this next wave and generation of kids. They're not going to listen to AM radio on me. So like, you know, like McDonald's, there's a reason they, for years, had toys they give away. Mm -hmm. These fast food places, they're trying to get kids in. Yeah. Right? Like, so to me, it was always like, I'll get better. There was no script on the show. Michelle really? was a, mm, no that's script. That's interesting. Michelle was a thousand miles an hour fast. She could have been a stand-up comic. You had to be on your toes. Uh, it was live, no script. You know, our thing was, 
a lot of stuff is scripted and teleprompted at ESPN. And our thing was, we knew most people at the company couldn't do the show because Michelle and I were just going. I think that's what made it so good, though. It's just like it's like you're having a conversation rather than reading off the teleprompter. I just want to do new stuff and keep fun and keep young. And uh, Sports Nation is really fun. And yeah. it was a breakthrough. It was, you know, you could see it had an influence on other shows in the building. They all kind of liked them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talk about challenges a lot. I don't know if you might at me asking this, but like, how do you deal with, obviously when you face a challenge, it's, it's a risk in a sense, but like, how do you deal with uh, failing? Like when you take challenge, like, uh, you have to really believe in yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, I tell young broadcasters all the time, trust yourself, tune out the noise. Like, you know you. So be true to you. Um, I think Nick Saban talked about this. It could be Warren Buffett. We all have an inner scoreboard and an outer scoreboard. Mm-hmm. So whenever I see anybody, their clothes matter, their cars matter, their appearance is big. That's outer scoreboard stuff. Yeah. A lot of that stuff is just projecting. Mm-hmm. Like the inner scoreboard is how do you really believe in yourself? Do you have confidence in your belief system? So I always believed in me. So when I fail, well, if you take risks, you fail. Right. I mean, the, the guy that owns Fox, Rupert Murdoch, he started like... I actually golfed with his nephew the other day. Yeah, they're big. Calvin Jones. Like but, I mean, they... They don't act like like they're you normal people. Never you would never know. know. You never, never know. know. Awesome guy. And, yeah. I mean, what's, what's the worst failure? You enter the transfer portal. I went to Notre Dame and it didn't... All right. It's an experience. I don't know if it's failure. Right. How right. many high school athletes in America does Notre Dame... A, recruit, B, offer, and C, you, you land there. That's insane. It's one of the great athletic, uh, academic opportunities in the world. So if you could step on it for a week. I've had two friends that went there. They're like, greatest thing I've ever done in my life. And they're both in their 30s and 40s. Right. Well, failure is, you know, what do they say? It's not fatal. You know, somebody says no. I've been told no. Rejected for a lot of jobs. Not fatal. Kind of to complement those two questions, at what point, either grade school, high school, college, that you knew, like, sports broadcasting, sports media was for you? Or when did you make that decision that it needs to be for Seven you? Seven or eight years old. When did you know sports was for you? Eight years old. Same thing. You love it eight years old. But you love it eight to nine years old. I think your brain gets wired. Well, how, Connor, when did you know you were going to play football? I was raised around it, so like you say fifth grade five okay how about you five seven years old like you fall in love with stuff early and it never leaves the teams i loved when i was nine i still am kind of emotionally connected to you guys just fell in love with football and it's just trust yourself mm-hmm. you know what you love you love and you know years ago i went to a therapist because when i moved from espn to fox there was a lot of moving parts in my life mm-hmm. And so I strongly recommend therapy. So I thought, you know, I just want to get some stuff out. You know, I'm like, there's too many moving parts here. I got a new job, new family, new house, new, I mean, yeah. a new state. We were talking about brain function with the therapist. And it, there was a real moment where uh, my wife's an artist and I'm more account brain. And there was a really interesting moment. So I was in the therapist's office. And this is like the eighth time I met him. And he said, for instance, Colin, you never noticed the frog. I was just like, trick question mm. from the therapist. <laughs> and he said, you've never noticed it. And I said, no idea what you're talking about. And he said, look at me and move your eyes up two inches. 
you know, with a giant frog hanging from the right. And he said, your wife would have seen that instant because, and she would have. My wife can walk into a room, walk out, memorize color schemes as an artist. She, she sees things I don't see. And as I walked out that day, I was like, wow, why do I fight ever with my wife? She sees a different world. Yeah. So I have this rigidity in my brain that allows me to talk to myself for hours and stay, go a mile deep. And she's this artist that can see textures and she's a chef and she's a creator and you still hate me to do that. And sometimes I get frustrated with those who still paint. And But in that moment, I was like, oh my God, she's got a different brain function than I do. So I just have to understand, I live with an artist that she sees things in rooms and in people that I can't see. Yeah, we, were, we literally have had like conversations the whole weekend about time. this. It's yeah. like, because us three are in relationships and we were just talking about um, how our brains just don't function like it functions differently than like our girlfriends and i think it just comes with maturity because the way you just explained it makes me feel like i was just being very ignorant the way i was approaching it but it's just like you have to not everybody's going to conform to the way that you think right men think yeah and i think it's up to us to see the perspective they're coming from understand how they can see it through their eyes right because like you said your wife's gonna see the frog you would have never seen the frog. The frog can be a metaphor for an argument, whatever exactly. it is. And I think that was a great way of putting it that we can sometimes open our mind a little bit. If you look, yeah. if you look, Kyle, and you guys, if you look at social media, this is the thing I, I don't engage in this. It's mostly people trying to convince you to think like them. Yeah. Exactly. I'm a conservative. Yeah. You need to think like me. And it's like, we, have to, we just see the world. Yeah. You, you could be, a, you could be incredibly driven and optimistic and I can be sad. I mean, I think about this all the time. Good looking guy, you grow up, you're tight in your high school, you were taller, good looking guy, girls were attracted to you. You have a confidence, probably naturally, because of your appearance and also you were very good at sports. Mm. What about the kid that is, his family is overweight and he's small and he's been picked up. So you could potentially be the kind of person that like you set goals and you achieve them. Yeah, and he's been doubted, and he he lacks self esteem. You could be talking; those two people could engage in a conversation on Twitter. Yeah. You just don't know what people have gone through. You, you were you bullied in high school, or were you the prom queen? Mm-hmm. Did you have good genetics? A beautiful, you know, George Clooney's kids, Denzel's kids, are going to look pretty good, yeah. right? Like, like there's just uh, I saw a study the other day where um, it was just came down the other day and it said better looking people are live longer or they're healthier and i thought well of course they feel better they're happier they don't deal with the stress of being bullied or mocked so like when i go to social media it's people trying to convince you to conform to their way of life and it's like that is just the furthest i have strong sports opinions i think they're really smart maybe i think you should agree with them (laughs) but you know if you like soul food you know and i and i like sushi like i'm good yeah. And I and I and I wish I think if I'm disappointed in society, it's that more people don't get therapy and more people don't understand that look we're all in this together. I mean, if a bomb went off right now and a mushroom cloud came up, we'd be united. Nine eleven, everybody's united. Mm-hmm. Just sad. It, that's what it takes. It takes tragedies 
Yeah. And then we're all like, whoa, 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 who cares about all that stuff? Yeah. Let's save our lives. Yeah. Like 9-11 was the saddest moment in my life as an American. And then part of you, it's the duality of life. I'm like, oh my God, we're so united. That's why I love sports. Like when you go, when you're at Notre Dame Stadium, that's incredible. You're like 80,000 people love you. That should be just think about the emotional state of that stadium. Yeah. That is so great. I mean, there's so much love and, and commitment and passion. That's why sports to me is so moving. I could people have asked me to do politics. I'm just saying it's so angry and divisive. Yeah. I'm sitting there, I'm I'm 20 states away from you guys, watching you guys play, and I'm just like so into it emotionally. So it literally makes my life better. Yeah. I'm watching a Notre Dame game and you're playing, and I'm like, my life is better right now. And you guys before today had never met me. Yeah. And I just think, how lucky are all of us to have college sports, pro sports? If you're in a small town, Odessa. Your high school team's great. Mm. If you're in Ann Arbor, your college team is. So there's sports for everybody. Mm. There's there from equestrian to volleyball, small town football to big city NBA. Like it, it's such an important part of our life. As social media tears us apart, sports simultaneously like brings us together. It's like politics is the turbulence in the air. Sports is the plane that is built to handle the turbulence. Like it, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, I, I just, I'm kind of rambling, but I just, I always feel so lucky to be in the sports ecosystem. It no, makes so me happy true. It's true. all the time. It's even, even on teams, like you got a guy like me who come from Baltimore, any city of Baltimore, and then you're um, met up with Connor or Kyle or KJ who come from Atlanta and California. I've, without sports, I wouldn't cross paths these guys. Right. Without sports, I wouldn't even know you. Honestly, so it's just like interesting. It's like even outside of sports and, and fan bases, like you have a guy who's probably conservative and very liberal, but they both cheer for the Ravens and they both come to the game and come together. So that's interesting. We talk about how stressful it is, but at the end of the day, it's a sport. Like, like sport for like you are able to play. And especially football, because there's 100 guys, you're all like, you see them every day, like for almost like the whole year. Oh, yeah. So you, you get so close to them, and like, there's like this whole family. And I think that's like a really cool aspect of it that I'm really glad you pointed out is everyone's united for that those four hours. Not, nothing else is brought up besides sports, and then, and then you go about your day, right? And then you move on. Underrated too. Bringing up, bringing up what you were talking about, how we would never meet each other if it wasn't because of sports, and talking about people being liberal, conservative, coming together, cheering for the same team. That gives people the opportunity to look at each other and be like, I've always looked at this side. I've always looked at this side as so different, have such a different mindset than me. We're sitting here cheering for the exact same thing. Now I'm looking across the table at this person like, maybe they're not that different. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 Podcast. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay. Authenticity. Guarantee. You'll feel it. Because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. Maybe it's that head-turning pair of poor hooping, 
or a hot new collab. Whatever you're after, when you cop on eBay, you can trust that your kicks will be checked by experts, not just any expert. Sneaker experts who live and breathe the culture. Real people with real hands-on authentication experience. That's when Blue Checkmark represents on our listing. eBay authenticity guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sole, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay authenticity guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Obviously, you offer hot takes for a living. Steaming hot hot takes. Some agree, (laughs) some think they're steaming hot and disagree. What do you think, let's say over the last five years, what's the hottest take that you've given to the public that's gotten you like torn to pieces, gotten you shredded by social media? Well, you know, I was really hard on Baker Mayfield, but I think people now acknowledge (laughs) there was a lot of right in that. Um, Gosh, I've had some whiffs. Um, (laughs) You know, it's funny, I didn't think. I didn't know if KD was going to work for the Warriors. I'm like, dude, there's one ball. Yeah. Like, the whole team shooters. Yeah. yeah. And then you watch them for, like, a game. You're like, yeah. Yeah, that's going to work. That's going to work real well. You know, I do a segment every week called Collins Right, Collins Wrong. And I do it every Monday. And it's about six right, five wrong. I'm wrong a lot. Oh, uh, I thought Sam Darnold was going to be the best quarterback in his class, I loved him so much. Who else was in his class? That was um, Baker. Was Lamar in his class? I believe so. I so. And then the dude from Washington. Um, was that Josh Allen's class too? Man, I really whiffed on I that. So. Didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say I think I'm right more than wrong. Like, I I never bought into Westbrook. I was always like, like he's athletic, yeah. but like I'm a Chris Paul guy. Hmm. Like. I'm into efficiency and I want my point guard to make others better. So what I do is I, I was right on Tebow. Like when Tebow got hot, I was like, this is, this is nonsense. This is not going to work. Is it, is it ever awkward? Like, have you ever ran into people that you've talked about on the show and say they've heard you kind of bash well, them? Well, I've run into a million people and everybody's fine. Yeah. But for years, Andy Dalton was called the red rifle. And I was <laughs> I like, that. and I was like, no, no, new nickname, the beige water pistol. He is not a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> and then one day, I ran into him at the JW Marriott in LA. And he's the nicest guy in the world. So and I just felt like that big. <laughs> <laughs> because he came up to me, he goes, hey, I watch all the time. And I thought, no, I hope not all the time. <laughs> yeah, all but yesterday, I didn't watch. Um, but I, I do think about that. I, I think about would I say it to their face. I'm very critical of Aaron Rodgers. I would tell him here. I think he's needy. Mm-hmm. I think he's high maintenance. I'd tell him here. I've invited Baker Mayfield back on my show. I don't hate Baker. Yeah. Um, Baker was just at a restaurant in Manhattan Beach, and uh, a friend of mine owned the restaurant. Baker could not have been nicer, more complimentary, uh, really good guy. Um, so I, I, I don't – listen, I get ripped all the time by uh, bloggers or media critics. I don't hold grudges. I'm – 
if I'm going to throw stuff out there, people have a right to throw it back. Yeah. So it's a really good question, but I think you'd be surprised. I'm not as hard as you think. The stuff I'm hard on really sticks. Yeah. Um, but I try to be really positive. I always try to find solutions. Like, listen, I don't like this guy, but I don't think it's all his fault. Like yesterday with Aaron Rodgers, I said, are we sure Matt LaFleur is great? He inherited Aaron. Yeah. He's no better than McCarthy in the playoffs. And I said, they don't have a second great receiver. So I say a lot nice about Aaron, but the hard stuff is more memorable. Yeah, so, that's that's what everything goes to. So I think we're about to wrap up here, but I want to ask one more question. You just leave on this note. You had to give one sports prediction for the rest of the year, one lock, one something that is going to happen with in terms of roster change, in terms of who wins this game, in terms of who loses this game. One good, bad, one thing you're very confident in in sports this year. Jim Harbaugh will eventually coach in the NFL again. Absolutely. This year. And it won't. This year or eventually? This year? Eventually, <laughs> but it won't be within five years. Do you think he wants a bet? I think he's 58. He's active. He's in great shape. Saban's coaching at 70. Hmm. And it's like, he's 58. Yeah. He's got a long runway. This is why it's a great question. Sports is hard. It's hard to predict. You could literally tell me this minute that Brady is signing with the San Francisco 49ers. And I go, I believe it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you told me Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay or goes to the Broncos. I'd be like, coin flip. Mm. Isn't that, that's why sports is great. Yeah. Here's my big prediction. Steph Curry will win another championship. This year? This year. Yeah, why not? Let's make it hot. Let's make it hot. Somebody's going to have to get hurt for the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. How about that? How about Golden State shocks the world and wins? They're kind of small. I love Steph Curry. Hmm. I love Steph Curry. I have some opinions about Steph. <laughs> Are they bad? They're not great, but I well, mean, I respect him. Well, where's your hot take? My hot take is I think we need to screen the score. Woo! I also think this is not that hot, but LeBron's objectively the best basketball player ever, and it's not really close. He does more things well than anybody ever. Then that, that should make you the best ever. That's a polite I think way I would. I think that's, that's a real polite way. Of I like your second one way better. You like your better first, first one. one. I get ragged on by my family all the time. It may just be me being a little ignorant, wanting a response out of them, but I also say I could beat him one on one in a game. In a game, in a game to eleven, just me and him. I don't see him getting around me. Or I'm, I'm going to put my hand as... <laughs> I'm being, I'm, I'm being 100% serious. That's, that's I've told a, this to my whole family. Day. That's, that's, a, that's every day. That's every day. Me and him one-on-one. I have about 25 pounds on him. And I think I can get by him. I think I'm more athletic than him. And I think I can stay in front of him. And there's nobody there to... You can't run off? off can screen. you shoot? Let's see. That's No. <laughs> That's my issue. That's the problem. <laughs> well, that's sort of the game. You put the ball in the basket. I can shoot layups. You're not getting it. I think he's way bigger and stronger than you think. I think he is. Too. I think I he's around. Him. Well, it's not even ignorant. It's like when you go to an NBA game and you sit down on the floor, you cannot believe how physical it is within five feet of the basket. Yeah. It is wrestling. It's incredible. So Steve Nash is taller and weighs more than me. If you watch a game on television, really? he looks like a little a, yeah. a boy. Yeah. He's six three and a half. Yeah. It's like 190. Is it Curry 6'4"? Uh, I think he's a little under 6'4". Yeah, 6'2". Okay. Well, Steph, if you're watching this, 
I think I can get to the basket. I think I can stay in front of him, get a hand up long enough to touch the shot. I think if he got the ball first, I'm not touching it. He'd beat you 11 up. Yeah, that's what we said. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not even arguing this anymore. I've heard this conversation too much. Uh, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to figure that out at some point. Steph, real quick, and one one. That's so, a good ending. <laughs> that is a funny ending. No, thank you for having us out here. Oh, of course, we're here in Collins backyard out here in LA. This house is beautiful, so thank you again for having us out here. Love it. And, appreciate, um, appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for listening to the podcast. See y'all. See you guys. Fire the grill and fire up the party. Get the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. Go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees. It's got a full grate sear zone so you can put more food on the flame. Food will look as good as it tastes. This grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You can also add a heavy-duty rotisserie or rust-resistant griddle insert to up your game. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.